The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, as you've uh, heard or you watched, uh, an emotional night in Humboldt last night as the Broncos returned to the ice five months after that bus crash that killed 60 members of their organization. The game was played, uh, then banners were raised to the rafters at the Elgar Peterson Arena. Global Regina's Carlisle Feist was there. He joins us this afternoon. Thanks for taking the time again, Carlisle. Glad to be back with you guys. All right, so tell us, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Carlisle. I didn't watch the game last night. I I couldn't handle any more sadness, to be honest with you, because I that, and, and I know it was a, a night to celebrate as well, um, but I think for some people, I was talking to someone on the phone last night, and they were in tears watching this hockey game, and I suspect that that was um, the same inside the arena last night. Uh, I. You know what? In part, yes, and in part, no. I, I think uh, there, undeniably, there was some, some sadness, and I think more so that really came to the forefront in the post-game ceremony when when those banners were mm-hmm. were unveiled. I don't think there was a dry eye in the building by any means. Um, but you know what? I think they did a really good job uh, in creating an atmosphere that was energetic before the game. I'm talking about um, and was optimistic, and I think the the mood. From the team, at least in the early stages, from from what I watched, uh, I was I was there. I was able to watch. I think until basically the last couple minutes of the first period before we had to head back to Regina. And in my experience, as soon as the game got underway, um, I almost got a little bit of deja vu. Uh, <laughs> to some background on me, I'm from a small town in northern Ontario, which is roughly basically the same size as Humboldt, about five thousand people. And what it reminded me of after maybe about five minutes of gameplay was my hometown. Every Friday night, the highest level of hockey we had was midget AAA. <laughs> every Friday night, that team would play, and it was a social event. You would go to watch the hockey, of course, but as much as it was about that, it was about going in and seeing everybody from town. Everybody from town would go to the game. And from where I was standing, I was sort of up on the concourse on one of the blue lines, and I was standing near a group of, I would say, high school-age kids and they were just talking about what they were doing in class earlier that day. <laughs> and when there was a, a break in the action, that's what they would do. But during the game, if there was a, a rush in the crowd and a, a shot on goal, they would look over and see what happened. But it was surprising to me and, and uh, comforting to see how quickly the arena fell back into what I'm sure is their routine every time they go out to a Humboldt Broncos game. Boy, you just brought back memories for yeah, me, for too, sure. growing up in Charlottetown. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, and we would do the same thing. On a Friday night, you'd head down to Simmons Arena, and whoever was playing was yeah. playing, and you, like you say, you socialized and talked to girls, and every now and then you'd miss a goal and ask <laughs> somebody what happened. And yeah. I, I wanted to ask about the crowd, because this was about the, the Broncos, uh, both the uh, previous team and the new team, uh, but it was a kind of an all-star or a star-studded bunch in the arena. Did They didn't make it about them, though, did they? Uh, no, of course not. This this was very much... Uh, I had a conversation, actually, uh, when we were doing our... We did our newscast from just outside the arena, and during our 6 o'clock cast, I was sitting down with the Premier, and it was... He was telling me as much of, of anything, and I think we talked about this yesterday, about getting back to normal what normalcy even looks like. And everyone in the building seemed 
totally at ease letting that happen. Uh, and it, I think it really came through in the building. Uh, I was able to watch a little bit of the broadcast, which, by the way, TSN did a heck of a mm-hmm. job I doing justice mm-hmm. to everything from start to finish. I thought that was uh, done with grace and professionalism. And uh, it was never about anything other than uh, getting this team back on the ice and helping this community uh, put this tragic chapter behind them and embarking on a, a new hopeful one. Did you get to talk to, um, you know, any one-on-ones with, um, I, I don't know, any the, the coaches, any of the, the management ab- about this evening and, as you say, about this hope of just, you know, getting back and, and moving forward? Uh, not myself personally. Uh, our two reporters who have been uh, up there basically since the beginning of all this uh, were handling most of those duties, but I can say just from watching some of their pieces and, and talking with them and and what they heard, uh, it's, again, all that, that message about getting back to uh, mm-hmm. a routine. And, you know, they're, they're on their way to Nipawin tomorrow for, for game two of 58. It's a, it's a whole hockey season ahead of them. And uh, it was a difficult night, I'm sure, in many ways. But it was also an important night to, for them to get this out of the way and make it, make it about the next game. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, oftentimes we do stories about the most Googled term or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure there'll be a term, uh, there'll be one of those stories coming out in the next day or so. Google will say that, and this is what percentage of Canadians Googled. Uh, but I bet you the question would be who won. And, uh, you know, the first thing I did this morning, because I didn't watch it either, I, for the same reasons as you, Jay. I just Jay, couldn't handle it. Uh, I just didn't know what it would be. And it was such, yeah, anyway. Um, but I googled to see who won, and I have to be honest with you, I wasn't, um, I wasn't happy that <laughs> Nippowin won, but I wasn't upset that they did because it's like that's hockey, though. Yeah. You, you win some, you lose some, right? It was a, a regular hockey game, and it felt that way from from puck drop. There was intensity. I think uh, one of the Nippowin players took a penalty for boarding about two minutes in for a <laughs> for a tough hit, and, and it was like, all right, boys, we're playing Here hockey. We yeah, <laughs> it's a real exactly. hockey game. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. You mentioned it yesterday when we talked, Carlisle, about uh, you know they're on the road to, tomorrow to Nippowin, and and that's going to be. I, I think there's going to be another tough tough one for them. And uh, it will be. Uh, I have heard from uh, my colleague Ryan Flaherty up in Saskatoon because uh, we are going to be uh, following that game. And uh, he's been told that the team bus uh, won't be taking the same route tomorrow okay. on the way to Nippon, uh, which I think is understandable. I, I think that's uh, something that uh, would only be a distraction uh, to drive by for those players. Uh, I can only imagine for for uh, Braden and Derek, uh, uh-huh. the two players who are still on the team. Uh, so they, they won't be taking the same route. I know they're going to try and keep as tight a lid on that travel process. They aren't even telling us when they're leaving. Uh, so I know that's going to be a, an emotional journey for them. Sure. Um, and uh, they are taking every precaution to make sure it's uh, as a safe uh, emotionally environment for them as possible. Yeah, you know what? There is no silver lining to a story like this, yeah. really. But uh, I will tell you the one... I don't want to say even positive because I, you know, it was tragic. But the one thing out of this whole story, when it broke, and and the story continues now with this game being played, is that so many Canadians talked about being on the bus, and mm-hmm. so many Canadians swapped stories of either having been on those buses or having kids on those buses or having billeted. Yeah. It was a real eye opener for how hockey works in Canada. Absolutely, I, I my own personal experience growing up playing hockey in Northern Ontario. Uh, the closest city of at least like 50,000 people was an hour and a half away. So I spent a lot of time on buses growing up. And yeah, and as I transitioned into a career in broadcasting, I, I know the TSN did a special tribute to Tyler Bieber, the, the voice of the Broncos who passed away in the crash. Uh, 
a touching tribute there uh, for him as well, and deservedly so because it's it's not just the athletes; it's uh, it's an entire organization that embarks on these journeys. Mm-hmm. It's and you can never obviously take it for granted because of uh, you never know when something like this can happen. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Humboldt Strong has well, never had more meaning than last night. Well, right? just amazing. Five months after the yep, fact. Five absolutely. months after the mm-hmm. fact. Can you even believe that they're out there, that there's a team together? Honestly, no. No, I can't. I, I was. I wouldn't have been surprised it was, if it had yep. taken a while. And you you guys, like both you guys, like you, you're, you have more of a background in media than I do. But, you know, the, the question that I wanted to ask within days of this crash mm. but didn't have the guts to ask it of anybody is, are you going to field the team? Yeah. Next year, uh-huh. I mean, you know, because it, it seems like an unimportant question in light of what's just happened, and but it it was curious to me as to so what do you do when your yeah. whole organization gets devastated yeah. like that? But like I say, humble strong, man. They, yeah, here we are from the ashes. They rose. Carlisle Fisset joining us uh, this afternoon. Carlisle, great to talk to another Northern Ontario kid, and thank you for your coverage on this one. My pleasure. Anytime, guys. All right. Take care now. Yeah, it was just... I went home last night, and and neither Jim nor I put it on. We watched cooking. I went in red. I just even... I'm going to start talking about it. I'm going to get all emotional about it. I could not bring myself to watch it. And I knew that it was... There was going to be high points to it Mm -hmm. and all of that, but... I just, there was so much sadness about this story. I think when, obviously, when we first started, when it happened, uh, April 6th, and then the days that followed, I just, I couldn't handle any more sadness. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that was a wrong decision because there were smiles last night and there were, you know, the tributes and the honors. I just, I... No, I know exactly I what just, you mean. I'm like a big softy right yeah, now. Yeah, like many people, you know, I put that stick out on the front yep. porch with the ribbon on it and everything, and I remember the day that I got home from work and thought, oh, I should probably take that stick in, right? You know, and it just... You know what I mean? You, you, I saw one of our, yeah. our colleagues, his, his, he had put a picture out on Facebook um, or on Twitter, another media personality in this city, and um, he, he, the sticks at his place have been out since April 6th. Wow. And um, the, the, the tweet or the Facebook comment was, okay, Broncos, snow's fallen. We're going to need these sticks again. It's time to bring them in. And that's yeah. what it was. And I thought, well, that was really poignant. I thought that was another one that just kind of, yeah, hit you right For in sure. the gut, right? My neighbor around the corner has got a big metal fence out front, and there it's wrapped right up there. They've been up there the whole time. And it's, it's always, always a, awkward. It's like when you, know, you bring it in, say, when you do it. it. It's like Giuliani after 9-11 it's okay to laugh again, right? Because you, you never want to be disrespectful to the memory of what's happened. Yeah. But, but just like Humboldt itself, you want to return to normal. I still have the blue ribbon wrapped around my tree at the front of the house from when Constable um, uh, Daniel Woodward died. Yeah. It's still there. I I drive by it. I pull up. I look at it and go, okay, it's still there. Yeah, I've got the sign in my office. Yeah, well, right here. Still sitting there from the day I put it In the office, in our office. Yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, Uh, you do it when it feels right for you. Woodall. Woodall, yeah. I know, you said it that I thought, I don't want to correct you. Well, no, so I said Woodward, and I'm like, that's my yeah. cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Author a of a text, book as well. Yeah, yeah someone uh, just texted in and said, um, cried many tears last night again, remembering the thousands of miles my son spent on a bus playing hockey all over North America. It could have been him. And then this one I watched, and I cried a lot, but it felt like closure. Huh. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you like to do something happier? Sure. Well, not so good, uh, not so happy for uh, Apple. This barely made the news. And, and it used to be, do you remember when this would be the lead story? Apple comes out with a new iPhone. Mm, yeah. It's you know highly anticipated. Yeah. Everybody can't wait. I, I think Apple made a mistake, when, to be honest with you, when they got rid of the, the little port for, uh, for the earbuds. Oh, I was complaining about Massive that. I've been complaining mistake. about that the last couple of nights. Yeah. But uh, they have launched their new phone. Uh, it's not available yet, of course. You can pre-order the phone starting October 19th. They'll start shipping them on October 26th. Uh, the Apple Watch, though, uh, and XS models will be ready sooner. It'll be available by September 21st. The price tag in Canada is somewhere in the neighborhood of at least $1,000. Now, it's funny because the interesting thing of this launch but again, didn't get the wide interest of media, was that they're, you know, they feel the need to put out a phone, mm-hmm, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and, yeah, keep and, doing it. Yeah, and putting out a new model of phone will get you attention. The media will cover that. But I think, uh, and many do, that what they were really trying to do was get information out about the new Apple Watch. And the reason being that uh, sales of phones in general, whether they're iPhones or Androids, has really plateaued. So either people are not replacing them or people are just simply waiting until the next new model comes out so they can get the new model cheap or whatever. But sales have plateaued. Either that or everybody already owns a phone. So if I've, iTunes or Apple, iTunes, if Apple wants to continue growing, they have to find, they have to push mm. another product. So the product they're pushing now is their watch, which they're trying to bring the price down on. Um, and they're also trying to tie it into your health, as you heard Eileen Bell talking about on the news yesterday. Did I hear, though, that that one is not available in Canada? Like the the, uh, the heart rate thing? Um, the watch is priced at... Uh, I did not hear that. It says the watch is priced at 519 with a cellular option. Uh, if you get the cellular option, it uh, bumps it up to 649 The older Series 3 watch will now sell for, for 369 making it more accessible to customers. And as I said, they're positioning the new watch as a more comprehensive health device, able to detect an irregular heartbeat and start an emergency call automatically if it detects a user falling down. Uh, so they're saying potentially that could appeal to an older demographic of customer than they have previously appealed to. Uh, now, they did uh, get approval for the device from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, so that might be what you're referring to. Possibly they don't have approval oh. for it in Canada. Yeah, I'm thinking what I'm seeing right now is that for right now, it'll only be available in the U.S. and possibly later on in Canada, but uh, yeah. Huh. Three new versions of the iPhone. Because there all was, over a thousand bucks. There were some good news stories uh, earlier this year and within the past year about uh, the heart rate thing on some smartphones yeah. um, saying, hey, something's going on and people got to the hospital and it saved their lives. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be sadly disappointed. If you are the type of individual who cannot wait for the new Android or, or iPhone to come out, mm. you're going to be sadly disappointed. If you put the old one next to the new one, you're basically seeing a bigger screen and really functionally not a whole lot else. It has a 5.8-inch screen, um, the XS. It's priced at thirteen seventy nine. dollars Yeah, the, the XS Max has an even larger screen measuring 6.5 inches, and it's priced at 1519 What is this, like 10 or 11 now? 10, I don't know 11. where they're at. 
The XR, which was rumored to be a cheaper version, uh, it has a price tag of $1,029. It's made of aluminum with edge-to-edge liquid retina display. So it's really about the display more Mm -hmm. than it's about anything else. And, you know, Apple has gone through such a transition over the years in terms of listening to their customers. And they were the first to really listen. They were the first to really test their own products before they put them on the market, made sure they work. Um... Uh, those other guys, Microsoft, were famous for just get it out the door and our users will tell us what's wrong with it. Um, And Apple was always on the curve. They were always on the edge of technology and they were always a little ahead and they listened to their customers. But I feel like they went through a period of time in which they didn't. They came back and now I feel like they're doing it again. Uh. Because what you just said is the number one complaint against iPhones, that little portal for for putting your earbuds in. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, I don't think anyone's real happy with just well, doing Bluetooth. Well, no, it, let's be real. I crawl into bed, I crawl into bed. I need to charge my phone mm-hmm. because I've used it all day. So the char, do I charge it or do I listen to my meditation music? Right. I want to listen to my meditation music. Right. In my headphones. I don't want to keep coaching. Well, the good so news is you you still, the bad news is you still won't be able to do that with the new phone, but the good news <laughs> is it'll be a bigger screen. So. And I have Bluetooth, I have Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, so do I. I still want to be able to hook it up if I, I want to be able to hook it up. I do. Yeah. Or if I'm traveling somewhere on the plane wanting to do both, you know, charge and listen. Yeah. Oh, I know. I don't even know what this one. I think this one's a seven. I think I'm, I don't know how many. I don't behind. even know. That's the other problem too, right? It used to be we all waited for the next model to come out. In my case, Android. Now I couldn't even tell you what model I have. Like I, if it's still working, I'm fine. Well, yours is newer though. It is, but I'm sure knowing me, I got the model before the new model because I never pay for... I wait for the new model to come out, and then I phone whoever, Rogers or whoever I'm with, and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm guessing the old model's on sale now. <laughs> and it almost always is. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.